Hey, family, in this video, I'm going to talk about three things that's keeping you from discovering or walking into your purpose. And I'm also going to give you three ways that you can discover your purpose today. Let's get right into my notes. First, I want to start off with this point here. Everything and everyone has a purpose. Every single person, every single thing has a purpose. The unfortunate thing, though, that we as humans, we have a choice. See, uh, plants don't have a choice but to fulfill their purpose. Animals don't have no choice but to fulfill their purpose. But we're the ones that have a choice. We live in a fallen world to such a degree that we fail to find or fulfill our purpose. The greatest source of fulfillment is when we're fulfilling our purpose in the presence and the providential path and timing of God. That's where the human being thrives. I promise you, if you can interview a plant, interview an orange tree, interview anything function its purpose that's not a human, it will tell you that it's enjoying its life experience. Because it's fulfilling its purpose. So when you understand that every single one of us has a purpose, then man, you will pursue purpose. So that's the first point that I want to start with. Next one is there's joy in discovering your purpose. There's joy. When I found my purpose for the first time in that dorm room at Oral Roberts University and God hit me like a ton of bricks when I was looking out of my window and God said, if you don't fulfill your purpose, what's going to happen to them? And then the presence of God slammed me to the floor and I began to cry out to God because I felt an ounce of the burden on his heart that was as a ton of bricks on me to the point where I said, God, I must fulfill my purpose. And as I begin to pursue um, 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 writing and, and speaking, man, the discovery, the joy I felt that my significance wasn't based upon other people's opinions or pe other people's hurrah or hoorays of me. It was, it was based upon the fact that God chose me. And my friend, when are you going to get to that place? That place of joy, that place of, man, I'm called by God to be a purpose person. The next point I have is this. You discover who you are and what your purpose is when you're planted in the presence of God continually. You discover who you are and what your purpose is when you're planted in the purpose of God. Let me give you an analogy. I promise you every orange seed doesn't know that it's an orange tree. I'm pretty sure every orange seed doesn't know who or what it is until it's planted. See, the packaging may say orange tree. The, the farmer may say orange tree, but I'm pretty sure the seed in of itself is unfamiliar of who it is until it's planted. The reason why we don't know who we are or, the, or we don't know what our purpose is because we're planted in wrong places. We're planted in places that are not soil. Our souls are not anchored in a soil that is in that is rich enough to enrich us, to bring the richness out of us, to bring riches towards us. See, you won't know who you are until you finally understand the presence of God. The Bible says it's in him that we live, move, and have our being. And I give the analogy of a cell phone all the time. If this cell phone was off and, there, and I didn't make the payment, the, the bars would still be there. See, just because I didn't pay the payment doesn't mean that the phone is not connected to the service. It just means that I'm not tapped into the resource to make a call. But when I embrace or make a payment, then that same bar is activated and now I can make calls. What that means is if I do not accept the payment of Jesus, his life that was, that was uh, uh, shed for me, his blood that was shed for me, 
so that I can now live a life uh, uh, that I can live in him, then, then, then I won't be able to tap into the presence of God where there's a fullness of joy. You can only journey through a, a purpose-filled life if you have a fullness of joy that only comes from the presence of God. So when a seed is planted in a soil that was created to crack it open and to reveal what's in them, then that's the only time that seed will know, hey, I am an orange tree. I am an apple tree. I am a pear tree. It is only when you're planted in the presence of God that you're able to know who you are and what you're supposed to give. What is your purpose? You're not here by accident. You're here for an assignment. See, the issue is, soon as the orange tree seed is planted, it begins to get activated, right? But but us, we allow ourselves to not be planted in God, but planting every other thing, keeping us from reaching towards God and branching out to people, providing shade and fruit that can nourish generations. So what are your, what is your purpose? <clears throat> What's keeping you from tapping into the presence of God? Let's keep going. We'll talk about this later on. I'm going to be going day after day, Lord willing, talking about these different things. But here are three challenges against discovering your divine purpose. Now, each and every one have a purpose and we can go the demonic route. We can go the divine route or we can go our own route. Right. So right now, my purpose, I can discover that I'm a great author. I'm a great writer. I'm a wordsmith. But if it's not anchored in the divine it won't end up fine for me, all right? So the goal is to find your divine purpose, empowered by, sponsored by God. So when, when you are out and about in life, see, in, in this world that we live in, there's obvious billboards, right? And so when you're driving down the street, you see a billboard for that hotel, you see a billboard for, for car insurance, you see the billboard for this. But I'm pretty sure that that when, or when you see an athlete, when you see the Lakers or the Boston Celtics, whatever, they got different badges. There's a sponsor there. Or when you see a, a NASCAR drivers and, and different people in sports, their sponsors are all on them. Now, when you walk through this life, what are this? What does the spiritual world see that you're sponsored by? See, we bear the image of God, but are we sponsored by God? And is this is this purpose that you're pursuing or endeavoring to discover? Is it divinely inspired? Is it divinely sponsored? Because when you begin to get in these different things of sins and, and, and rooted in these different things, then you may bear the image, but you won't be sponsored. You won't be endorsed. Right. So what we have to understand is that I have to discover my purpose divine purpose what is my divine assignment for my purpose see every purpose has an assignment assigned sent for an assignment so in my purpose i gotta make sure does my speaking does my encouraging does my coaching does my writing is it divinely inspired is it rooted biblically those things we got to think about. We can't just discover our purpose, but not discover our the divine assignment of our purpose. How does God want to use your gifting? How does God want to use your talent? Because when you're planted in God, the, 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 the essence of you will crack open and then your gifts will naturally flow. Right now, you already know your purpose. You already have a clue. Most of our purposes have been suppressed because we're trying to overly impress, which puts us in a place of being depressed. 
right? And so when you realize <clears throat> that 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 God is who he says he is and he has a purpose for you, then you'll begin to say, you know what? I don't care what my mama say, daddy say, or friends say, or whoever say, I'm going to let this light of me shine. I'm going to let this purpose come out of me. Now, here are three challenges against discovering our divine purpose. Number one is self-doubt and a lack of clarity. One of the challenges in discovering our divine purpose is dealing with self-doubt and uncertainty about what our unique purposes might be. It can be challenging to identify our passions and talents amidst the noise and expectations of society. So the reason why your purpose is not naturally blossoming out of you, that you don't even have because, because you're planted on the shelf, you placed on a shelf, but you're not planted in the soil, or you have the wrong perspective thinking that you're buried and not planted, it's because you're buried or not buried, but you're rooted in self-doubt. So when I doubt myself and I doubt that God even has a gift in me, then my friend, your purpose and our purposes won't grow. When I began to doubt myself when I was a teenager, man, my purpose wasn't flourishing. I was given advice in sixth grade. You see what I'm saying? I've been, I've been, I've been, all my giftings has been evident my whole life, but it was suppressed in certain moments because of self-doubt because I was, I stuttered or, or I, my gifting wasn't celebrated. And then I began to suffocate, not suffocate, but I began to suppress my gifting because there was no value from my peers. And so that self-doubt choked that purpose. It says one of the challenges in discovering our purpose is dealing with self-doubt and uncertainty about what your unique purpose might be. So the if you're uncertain about your purpose right now, go to the one who knows you. See, the issue is we want God to do things for us. We want God to be our vending machine versus the one making us clean versus the one that's, that's showing us who we need to be. So if, if you uncertain, that's why I would add another brick to your life until you know what you're building. Don't add another brick to your life until you know what you're building. Don't add a new friend. Don't add a new significant other. Don't add a new opportunity. Don't add another thing until you are certain what your divine purpose is. That doesn't mean you don't steward where you are. Steward your job. But in the meantime, steward whatever you are. But in the meantime, seek God. God, why am I here? See, the issue is most of us think that we have been that we are accidents. We're not accidents. We're individuals that God placed there for us for such a time as this. So there's no time to be uncertain. There's no time to be unclear. If you want clarity, you got to be near. If you want clarity, you got to fear. You got to reverence God. The Bible says you're fearfully and wonderfully made. When you understand that God respected you before you even came to revelation to respect them, then that should lead to some level of respect. So when we understand that God fearfully and wonderfully made me, then I got to ask the creator, why did you make me? And it says it can be challenging to identify your passions or our passions and talents amidst the noise and expectations of society. Society is not your savior. I don't care what's popping right now. I don't care what your friend's doing. I don't care about anybody else's opinions for you, my friend. You got to say, okay, God, why do you have me here? See, it, you got to remove yourself from the noise to find your poise, right? Let's keep going. Number two, second challenge, fear of failure and resistance to change. The fear of failure and the resistance to step out of one's comfort zone can hinder individuals from pursuing their divine purpose. 
Embracing change and taking risk may be daunting, leading some to stay within familiar but unfulfilling paths. Do you understand that the path that you're on right now is or could be unfulfilling? See, what you're supposed to fulfill is supposed to fully fill you. So as I'm doing this, I'm being filled because it's my purpose. So when an orange tree, when an orange moves off the tree, another orange grows. No matter what's taken away, another one grows because what I'm feeling is filling me back. And so just because, let me tell you something, in pursuing and discovering your purpose, my friends, it is, it is, is, it is not going to always be um, comfortable. You have to learn how to be comfortable with being uncomfortable because if you're following God, there are wildernesses. There are trials. There are tests along the way. See, no product goes on the grocery shelves until they're tested. That's why the Bible says count it all joy. Everything that you're going through, count it joy. See, in order to pursue purpose and to fulfill purpose, you got to have the right perspective. You got to have joy as a perspective. That I count everything joy because I know that the testing of my faith produces something. So I count on joy knowing that that uh, uh, that uh, count on joy when I meet trials of various kind of every trial I embrace because I know it's going to help me last a while because I know that my faith must be tested. A faith that hasn't been tested is a faith that cannot be trusted. So I have to go into uncomfortable places. I've got to go to where it's not, not, not comfortable. And a lot of people, they're scared to step out of their comfort zone because there's company there. See, when you go to uncomfortable places, my friends, there's going to be loneliness there. There's going to be times where you're not going to have no friends there. But when you're pursuing purpose for the glory of God, my friend, you always in a place of certainty, always in a place of, of confidence, always in a place of good company because God is there. So if you're afraid to fail, then you're afraid to sail. You can't sail if you're afraid to fail. That's right. Red Ink said, yeah, it gets harder. But it, when it gets harder, you get you get stronger. And when you understand that this journey called life requires disciplines, it's going to uh, garner disappointments. It's going to garner uh, people leaving you. But when you get to the end, let me tell you something about where I'm at in my life. My friends, I'm telling you, when you get to this end of purpose, when you get on into this side of purpose, and I don't get me wrong, I'm still pursuing deeper depths of my purpose. But when you done already written 10 books, already did 2,500 plus videos, have already traveled across the country and once overseas, and you begin to see what God, how God, when I began to see how God was using my friend, forget them. Forget all those people that left me. Forget them. Who cares? Because when you in purpose, man, you there, there's something fulfilling about it. And so you got to get to a place where you say, hey, no matter what happens on this journey, I'm a journey on. Even if it's uncomfortable, even if I lose friends, even if I lose family, the Bible says if you lose family or whoever for my sake in this life and life to come, you will be God will take care of you. God will look out for you. Listen, I, 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 that's just part of life. That, that I don't care who's there or who's not there. I don't care what change I got to uh, 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 go through. It's going to help me in life. Number three, external influences and distractions. Another thing that keeps us from discovering our divine purpose. And so we talked about how joy, there's joy in discovery. And a lot of people, a lot of us, and I've been guilty of this, where I've allowed in periods in my life, external influence and distractions to rob me. Let's read. 
external influence such as societal norms. Societal norms, I'm going to read first. Societal norms, family expectation, or peer pressure can divert individuals from their divine purpose. Distractions and competing, uh, competing priorities may lead to a lack of focus and clarity on what truly matters and fulfilling God's unique plan for life. Let's break this down because I believe a lot of people <clears throat> possibly watching me right now struggling in this particular area. Let's break it down. External influences such as societal norms, family expectations, or peer pressure. Let's break those different things down. Starting with societal norms, like society should not dictate our norms because society has abnormalities, right? We got to go to the original norms, like like original norms for that God has already placed for us to do. We cannot allow what society says success is or what society, because most societal norms says go after the place that makes the most money. You know, making the most money is not always making the best money. I want to make the best money, not the most money, because the most money comes with more problems. The more more money, more problems. But the best money means I can solve better. I can solve problems better because when you make the most money, you're not going to be there uh, for your family. When you're making the most money and you doing and you pursuing what society says, says success is, then you won't have family success. Then you won't have spiritual success, right? But when you make the best money, everything grows, right? Because everything is, uh, you're able to sow in everything. Also, it says family expectations. Bump your family, fam. What your family got to do with God? If your mom is against what God told you to do, if your dad is against what God told you to do, man, forget them. Jesus was about his father's business. He was handling business for the kingdom of God. The disciples came to him and said, yo, Jesus, your mother and your brother here, they ain't feeling you. They upset with you right now. Jesus said, who's my mother? Who's my brother? Theologians said at this point, there was tension between Mary and Mary, Jesus' brother versus Jesus because they was embarrassed. Because sometimes people, family, don't, family get embarrassed when you pursue something that is not uh, 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 ending with, uh, begins with DR or ends with PhD. Because some families, they just want to have good talking points with their friends saying that my kid goes to this college and my kid has that degree. So now you're getting in debt for their conversations. And so, so there's going to be times where your family's going to be tense with you because they're going to be embarrassed that you want to be an author. They're going to be embarrassed that you want to pursue the arts. They're going to be embarrassed that you're not going to finish school. But why listen to people who school didn't work for them? And so just because family has expectations doesn't mean you should go after them. And if you got to lose family, for God's sake, my friend, it's worth it because it's your purpose. And at the end of your life, you ain't going to stand for your mama. At the end of your life, daddy ain't going to be able to be your lawyer. You're going to stand for God, uno, to him, <clears throat> by yourself. Also, peer pressure, man. Listen, don't go, don't follow your peers. Follow people that got years. Hear me closely. Don't follow your peers. Follow those who got years. And what I mean by that, see, peers only know what you know. Just a little bit more, a little bit less, or right at what you know. Those who have years, they can truly speak to your life. See, those who have years under their belt in the areas that you want to be fastened in, are, they're going to communicate things differently. They're not going to pressure you. They're not going to push you. 
They're going to they're going to equip you. They're going to they're going to give you wisdom and knowledge. And so don't surround yourself with peers because it can only help you where you are now. Surround yourself with people that got years. Don't surround yourself with people that ain't married. And when you're trying to be married, don't get advice from people who only been married for a year. Be, get advice from people that got years up under their belt. They done seen some things. That's why people be asking me all the time. When are you and your wife going to do video? Listen, we only five years old. We're still toddlers. <laughs> Wait till we get to 20 years old. Wait till we get to 15, maybe. <clears throat> 10 years, maybe we got something to say. We still got things we got to go and see. So don't get so caught up in your peer pressure. Get around people that got years. Now, three ways to discover your divine purpose right now. How you can discover it because your purpose is obvious. Your purpose is clear as day. You just don't, you ain't seen, you ain't looking this way. I was always a, a, a communicator. I was always good at advice. I was always a good listener. But because it wasn't celebrated, I didn't think it was my purpose. And I began to one, I wanted to have, I had hoop dreams. I wanted to play ball because that's what got celebrated. And all those years, imagine, that's why I tell people all the time. Jesus is the measuring stick in how we should live our life. At what age, put in the comments, at what age was Jesus about his father's business? Write in the comments. Write in the chat right now. At what age was Jesus about his father? I just want to see a couple of people, maybe two or three people in the chat right now. Uh, at what age was Jesus about his father's business? What, what age was that? Can anybody tell me? I just want to see a few, just a couple of people in the chat. Just say, hey, hey. Jesus would, yep, yep. Kiara says 12. G, no, he was 12 years old. Now, when did his ministry start? Can someone tell me at what age did his ministry start? 11 and 12. Can Trendy says, day, my brother, family said day one. At what, at what age did he start his ministry? 33. Some people say 33. Some people say 30, right? So he started at 30. Now, what's 30 minus 12? Someone do the math for me. What's 30 minus 12? 30 minus 12. You can say it out loud. I can hear you. <laughs> it's 30 minus 12. 18. There we go. So for 18 years, he was about his father's business. But his business wasn't launched until he was 30. Now, a lot of people, they want the on-scene purpose. They don't want the behind-the-scenes purpose. We don't know what Jesus was doing from 12 to 30, but we know this. He was about his father's business. And what we have to understand is that if whatever age you're at right now of not knowing your purpose, minus that by 12, and that's how many years you've been wasted, that you've wasted. It was God's original order for us to know our purpose by 12. By 12. That's why with my daughter, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking at how she does things because it, her purpose is obvious right now. She's assertive. She's she she wants what she wants. Like, 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 like she's a leader. I see it already. I see that she's ambitious. I mean, when she was first crawling, like she wouldn't stop until she crawled. No matter, like we was like, go to it's time to go to sleep. She wouldn't stop. 
So I'm taking notes at every stage of her life. So I, me as a father and, and my wife as her mother can be able to start painting the room a certain color, surrounding her with different things to pull that purpose out of her. And we got to get to a place where we say, God, redeem the time. God, I've wasted 10 years, but redeem the time. God, help me see what my purpose is. I don't want to waste another year. I don't want to waste another day. I want to find my purpose today. And you don't want to add another year of wasting your life, not knowing your purpose. Because my friend, like there's safety in your purpose. There's prosperity in your purpose. There's provision in your purpose. No matter what you endeavor to do, if it's not in your purpose, it's worthless. Now, let's get to my three reasons on how you can find your purpose. Number one, self-reflection and prayer. That's where we start. You got to self-reflect. What am I good at? What wakes me up? Like, what drives me? Let's, let's read. Take time for self-reflection and introspection to understand your values, passions, and talents. Those inside of you right now. Right now, if, if uh, you could tell what you value based upon if someone bumps into it, if someone says something about it, if someone talks about it, it, it causes this, this emotion to rise. That's what you value, right? So some people, they value the way they look. Some people value the wrong things. But, but ultimately, in purpose discovery, you got to find your values. What do I value in life? When, when You remember when you was 11 years old and, and Susie was getting picked on and, and you stepped in? Hey, y'all stop talking about Susie. I'm going to punch you in the face. That's a value. <laughs> you don't like nobody talking about nobody. Or, or, or when you... Take initiative in, and you love serving people. That's a value. Like, like integrity. You don't like lying. That's a value. When you value getting that money and you, that, that's a value. That, that's, some, that's a val something valuable about that. Like that, that I got to see my values and I, I value provision. I value stewardship. I value financial literacy. And what your passions are. The best way to find what you're passionate about is through compassion. And the best way to find what you're compassionate about is walking throughout life and, and, and examining what's asking your passion to come towards. That's compassion. Passion, come over here. Your passion, come over here. And you drawn to it. And you're like, man, I'm passionate about that. See, I'm passionate about helping people find their purpose. I'm passionate about that. I'm passionate about helping people grow holistically for God's often use. I'm passionate about helping people make sense in life. I'm passionate about that. I can sit with a person and align their lives. And, and be like, this is your purpose. Boom. And, and they, they, so many people done left my presence, left my phone call, left me. And then they're like, man, I found my purpose. Borrow my belief in you. Borrow it. Because I know there's purpose in you. It says engage in prayer and seek guidance from God to gain clarity about your purpose. Listen, clarity is important, my friends. Don't draw near to something that you ain't clear about. You got to have clarity. Like, like life is not about disparities. Life ain't about, life is about clarity. So it says, quiet moments of reflection can help you connect with your inner self and discern the direction that aligns with God's plan for your life. Number two, seeking wise counsel. Reach out to mentors, coaches, or individuals who have experienced their own journey in discovering a divine purpose. Seek guidance from those who can offer wisdom encouragement insights that can help you navigate through the process of unveiling God's unique plan for life. So you got to say, hey, I need to find somebody who is living in their purpose, thriving in their purpose, 
enjoying their purpose, profiting in their purpose. That's why I created these mentoring programs from the mindset mastery to the purpose mastery program. We got 17 people right now pursuing their purpose, shifting their mindset. And my brothers and I'm going to reach out to them for this application and other applications. And so if you had a place where they say, coach, I need to come talk to you because obviously, coach, you've been doing your purpose since 2009. 2008 was when I got on YouTube. 2008 was when I was recording on a small recording, using my mom's car, dropping her off at work to go do maintenance work somewhere else. But while I was driving, I was talking. Purpose. And so if you right now say, hey, coach, I need to borrow your belief in me. Coach, I need to be in a room with you. I need to be at a place where we can go through these different methods and, and these different strategies to find my purpose. If that's you and you got limiting beliefs and different things in your mind that's keeping you, your friends is keeping you, family expectations, self-doubt, all these different mental barriers keeping you from those, your place of purpose, then my friend, you got to tap in. You need to go to my website right now. My This ain't for everybody, but this could be for you, mycoachjosh.com. And I want you to go to the coaching tab and find a program for you and get logged in now to our community where you can be able to say, hey, <clears throat> mentor me, coach. And it started in September, man. I'm looking for 10 to 15 people that I'm going to mentor, mentor. And if you want to be a part of that, message me today. Because I'm telling you, this is how you, you got to borrow from somebody's belief. You got to borrow from somebody's experience so that you don't have sorrows in future ones. Seek guidance from those who can offer wisdom, encouragement, insights that can help you navigate through the process of veiling God's per unique purpose in life. Last one is I got to answer the question. Embracing opportunities and challenges. Be open to new experience. You can't be closed off to where God wants to take you. Because listen, let me tell you something about purpose. There's something that, that's written that's in my book, multi-purpose. Let me see if I got it with me. Yep. Man, I gotta do this book better justice. This book, multi-purpose, is a great resource, man, that I think will benefit you all. I think I got the uh book right here. But what I was saying about this, man. Yes, purpose is revealed in stages. Bro, let, let me tell you, family, I knew the basics of my purpose, but I didn't know the depths of my purpose. And even right now, I'm still learning the depths of my purpose. And what do I mean by that? When I was when I was when I first met my wife, I thought that my ultimate purpose was to for those who see my old videos at a ministry called Unplugged. And we had people coming out locally. This was before YouTube popped off for real. I'm talking about YouTube live. and. I thought I was called to travel and maybe I still am, right? Some purpose are placed on pause and some purpose are pressed on play for the cause, right? But when I met my wife, I was like, well, I don't I don't really know because my wife was a, 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 a English teacher. She uh, edits and all these different things. She was in English. I didn't know she was also works in schools. At that moment when I met my wife, I didn't know God was going to have me in schools. I didn't know. I had no clue. No clue. But I was creating programs, though. The YMCA gave me opportunity to create programs for the kids, programs for people. And so God was giving me the YMCA as a testing ground, but I didn't know God was going to put me in schools for a period of time. And for the last seven to eight years, I've been in schools. So my purpose was, the different facets of my purpose was revealed in stages. 
And so when you understand that, then you will embrace the experience. Why does God have you where you are right now? It's a purpose place. You're fighting God to get out of that place when it's a purpose place. Embracing opportunities and challenges. Be open to new experience, opportunity challenges that come your way. Sometimes God's plan unfolds through unexpected situations or doors that open unexpectedly. Embrace these moments with faith and courage, trusting that they might lead you close to your divine purpose. You got to say, hey, that job that I had at, at Harris Teeter at the grocery store, where I had to ride my mom's bike at four o'clock in the morning to go work at Harris Teeter, to sit and do the produce in a freezer, stacking up stuff. I didn't know that that was my launching pad in customer service and engaging people. Because if I can't engage people in, in, in freezing conditions, then I can't really help people when it's sunshine and it's warm. And so then when I went to different, when I went to the YMCA and when I went to all these different jobs, I was like, yo, I didn't know that all these jobs, all these experiences, even not, not even non-jobs were shaping me. That's why I don't despise where you are, my friend, because it could be a purpose place that's shaping you to discover deeper depths of you or training you to have a little bit more resiliency, to have a little bit more patience, to have a little bit more discernment. So when you are in front of people and you are at the peaks of purpose, you won't embarrass yourself. So my friend, where are you on this purpose journey? Have you discovered your purpose yet? Have you suppressed your purpose? Are you embarrassed by your purpose? Or are you just clueless? Or you just need some help? Like, coach, I know what I think I'm, and that's why you got, that's why you got me in your life, man. That's why I'm here to coach you. Let you know, hey, that's why I'm about to go on, 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 I don't know, the next thousand videos is going to be around this topic, not just purpose, but everything around purpose, everything around uh, uh, being a high fulfiller. I'm, I'm going to really get to high achieving and high fulfilling because God wants us to be people of excellence. God wants us to be people that can that can truly fulfill all purposes at a high level. I got I to gotta fulfill my husband purpose, my father purpose, and my speaking purpose, and all my purpose at a high level. And so we're going to be really challenging. I'm going to be challenging all the high achievers, all the high fulfillers, and those who desire to be it. Because we got to take it up a notch. We're supposed to be the Josephs and Daniels. See, how can the wealth of the wicked be transferred to people who don't know their purpose? How can the wealth of the wicked be transferred to people who don't know, know their purpose? See, Joseph was a dream interpreter. And that dream interpretation opened the door for him to save a nation. Oh, man. So what I'm saying is, could it be that the reason why you broke is because you're not working your purpose right now? If this phone was not doing if if this phone is not doing its purpose, it's broke. You're broke financially because you don't know how to work your purpose. And God said, I can't get nothing to you because you have nothing to offer. And that's why we're going to focus on purpose. We're going to focus on spiritual growth, purpose, fulfillment. We're going to help you find your purpose in life. This channel, we're going to focus on that spiritual growth, holistic success, and purpose fulfillment. That's my goal. My goal in life is to help you grow holistically for God's optimism. If God was looking for you right now, how could he use you? And so, yeah, that's about it, man. I don't think I have time for questions. I, I done preached. <laughs> um, and so if those programs resonate with you, I'm going to go ahead and put the website there. Fill out the application, man. These programs do cost. And, and, and there's different stages to the program. Um, but 
I know it's going to be a blessing. I did all the work for you so that you will know what you need to do to work. And my brother right here, we're going to get him signed in. My brother's been banging on the door. He says, I want to be a part of it. I got you, family. Oh, mycoachjosh.com. Go to the coaching tab. Find a program that matches you. There's books. There's 2,500 videos on YouTube. Card games. man. And I'm going to go ahead and go through those things now because I'm going to go ahead and get off. But uh, this book right here, man, if you say, hey, coach, hey, man, I don't necessarily want to be a part of a program. But but I want I want the information. It's all in this book right here. It's all in this book right here. And the program just gives you a little bit more. The program gives you a lot bit more, not just a little bit. It gives you a lot bit more. And, and I can't wait. My, my, my students in my program right now, man, I they they can't wait to give you their testimonies. I'm telling you, they're gonna they, they, you're gonna really see that that this is where <clears throat> a lot of us need to be. Also, check out our merch. Well done. I got one of the shirts on. Well done. It's the movement. All on my website, mycoachjosh.com. If you're struggling with soul ties and you wanna you wanna be free indeed, you don't want to be like that bird you're looking at right now that's in a cage with an open door, but ain't flown into freedom. And you really want to untie those soul ties, uproot those strongholds, the purpose of freedom be a great book for you. If you're looking at someone right now, a situation right now, you're not clearly sure that is that is that is sent by God to you. And you want to make sure that it's not a counterfeit. And this book, Counterfeit a Counterpart, would be a great book for you. One of my favorite books that I've ever written. Probably top three books that I've written. I've written 10. So that's that's a lot. That's pretty high on the list. If you're struggling with your feelings, you want to get your emotions in check, man. You want to get your feelings in check. So that you can get to, 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 to your purpose and, and all that stuff. This book, Facts of Feelings, would be a great book for you. If you don't, if you're not sure if you're holding your marriage well, you're not holding your singleness well, you're not holding your life well, and you really want uh, to make sure that you're whole so that God can pour in you and won't leak through the holes in your life, then my friend, this book, The Wholeness Journal, will be a great resource for you. If you want to better understand the purpose of your singleness so that you can get into seasons of mingleness <laughs> and you want to maximize your singleness, this book, Purpose Singles, will be a great resource for you. If you're looking for a dating resource or a dating tool to help you better uh, 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 equip yourself for the dating, your love of your life forever. Or if you're dating someone right now, you want to make sure you're on the same page. Over 200 questions with boxes for you to fill out your answers so that you guys can compare your answers with each other. This book right here will really either end the wrong relationship or extend the right one. If you have a young person that you want them to better understand why they're here on this earth, this book, as he says, as for students, I serve, be a great resource for them. If you're struggling with spiritual warfare, you want to better understand the whole armor of God so that you can war well. This book, World War Me, will be a great resource because how can you win the war against you if you haven't won the war in you? Great book there. Also, we got more merch on our site. All that stuff is available on my website, mycoachjosh.com. If you want to support what we do, man, and you're like, hey, I was impacted by this, and I want to sow a seed. I want to help my brother out, whatever, with this channel. You can do so on my website as, as well. We help a lot of kids, man. School year is about to start, and so we want to have a budget to help our entrepreneurs at my school. That's what the donations, that's what your support does. It helps us help young people, man. We done had uh, at least seven or eight kids last year create their own brands. Right now, they're on Instagram. They're they going to create a website. They got their merch. And your support help us create their merch, create their business, and help them with the entrepreneurial endeavors and, and all that good stuff. So we, we appreciate that. That's how I'm able to give back. And you guys can help me with that. Love y'all. Y'all be blessed. Let me see what we got in the comments. Got two more. Hey, Harriet, hope you're well. Let me see. We got people in here. Uh, 
you're so welcome, my sister or my brother. I'm sorry, man. I, you know, I don't see no, I don't want to be disrespectful. My brother says, I got traumatized stepping up as a kid and learning how to fix it as an adult. Yeah, man, we're going to help you with that, my brother. You know what? I'm going to have to respond to email and uh, I'll do it in the morning because, yeah, I better do it in the morning because I want to make sure I give attention to your application, my brother. My brother says, I'll be in the Beach Mountain, North Carolina until October. So you still do your study groups in person? Yeah. It's just, it, you just have to understand <clears throat> when it's in person, there's a premium price to that because it's in person. Um, you know, because you're, you're, uh, people are pulling me away from other responsibilities. And my wife's a good gatekeeper. She'll look at the money, but like, that ain't that money funny. No offense. We're talking about person, like person to person. You know? And so let me know what your budget is for that. We'll see what we can do, my friend. But as far as like my my actual presence, man, that's gonna it's just because you're taking me, you're taking me away from 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 other things that that need my presence, and it has to benefit them. <laughs> it has to benefit them in my absence. And my wife will make sure she'll be like, if you're gonna go, are they gonna sew <laughs> so that we can flow and what it is that we want to. Uh, having life so please understand that my heart man you know uh, we have I have a family now and i and uh, all that good stuff so if you want in-person stuff it's going to cost a little bit more um because it's it's going to i mean you're going to get the best of me if you if you get me in person if you get me in person that's different that's a that's another level and when we in that's why i got a uh, uh, uh they call it vip days <clears throat> i do have those available where you can you can get me for six hours straight six to eight hours depends and we we get breakfast we get lunch and, and and we 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 ran out of space and we really we really expedite the process for you and and, and we talking about you get you get the you get the machine and you get to have the, how the Holy Ghost uses me and so if you watch me right now you say hey man I, I want that and you ain't crazy <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna vet you out and um but yeah but you said I don't mind paying for the right thing. To better me, I pay for the wrong thing. I understand, my brother. That's why I'm going to link up with you and, and see what your budget is, see where you at, my friend, and we'll, we'll love to help you. Love y'all. And if this resonates with you and you're like, hey, man, coach, I, I need to be a part of your programs, go to my coaching. Listen, mentoring is what I'm going for. That's, I'm going to put a lot more of my attention into mentoring. I'm going to give, keep giving free content. Coach going to always coach. Coach going to always preach. Coach going to always teach. Coach going to always reach. But I'm beginning to see that a lot of people need a little bit more mentoring. They need a little bit more pouring. They need a little bit. So we're going to be creating a community of, of mentees and, and family <clears throat> where iron sharp is iron. And so if that if you say, hey, man, I need that, then uh, go to mycoachjosh.com, go to the coaching tab, fill out the application. Let me know what you're, what you're working with, and, and we'll make it happen, family, because we got to take it up a notch. It's just that simple. We got to take it up a notch. We got to stop playing games. The world's looking for Daniels. The world's looking for Josephs. And I want to help, help, help you find your place in God's kingdom to save different sectors in the world. So there's levels. Um, and so that's all I'm always say. Love y'all. I've been rambling. Love y'all. Y'all be blessed. Thank y'all for trusting me uh, with your ear. Trust me with your time. I know the Holy Spirit speaks through me and it's humbling um, that you guys, um, been rocking me forever, however long. Some of y'all been rocking me for two days, two weeks, 10 years, 12 years. And I just want to say uh, it's an honor to serve you all. And uh, can't wait to serve y'all some more. From glory to glory, my friends, let's pursue well-being, being well, doing well, so that we can stand before our Heavenly Father and hear those great, magnificent words. Well done, my good and faithful servant. Love y'all. Catch you next time. Peace.